This is New York firefighter Raphael Poirier for Firehouse Subs. Every day, a part of every sub you buy at Firehouse Subs helps provide life-saving equipment for first responders. And now, for a limited time, they're introducing the Daily Sub Special. Every day, get a medium sub of the day for just $5.55. They kick it off with Meatball Monday and finish it off with Italian Sunday with something delicious every day in between for just $5.55. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Tap the banner now to learn more. The following podcast is a W2M Network original production. Visit W2Mnet.com for all of our other great podcasts, plus news, reviews, articles, and opinions from the worlds of wrestling, video games, football, and entertainment. Ladies and gentlemen, the Undisputed Era has arrived. You have the 25 days of Christmas. Impact's going to have the 25 days of releases. I send it you to... Yeah. It's uh, it's hashtag Alpha versus Omega. Let's just say hashtag aroused. <laughs> no, you're gonna step in that ring and you're gonna be looking at me eye to eye, and you're gonna realize you ain't got a chance. Thank God we don't have to talk about it anymore because she got that cancer out of there. Sean stole my answer. I'm just glad we don't have to talk about this shit anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and that's not an insult. That is just a fact of life. This has been a dream of mine since before I could talk. And when I was trying to say Hulk Hogan, I, all I could say was Balgren. <laughs> uh, this has been a dream of mine since when I started MMA and I asked Rowdy Roddy Piper if I could you know, have his name. And this has been a dream of mine since... Me and all my girlfriends, all we would do every night is, you know, sit around and watch wrestling together, and that was what bonded us and brought us together. I mean, there, it was like, you know, no matter how much I try to do other things in my life, this kept following me around, and it's time to take a hint from the universe and go for it. Ladies and gentlemen, wrestling to the max. And your host, Gary Vaughn, Sean Garmer, and Paul Leeser. Welcome all. All that's right. You are here for Wrestling to the Max, episode 284, part one. I am your host, Gary Vaughn, and along with me is Mr. Paul Leeser. Hey, yo. And Mr. Sean Garmer. What's up, everybody? And guys, so boy, do we have a fun episode for everyone. And, you know, once again, this is the show that has led out of a big weekend. Of course, we had TakeOver Philadelphia. We had the Royal Rumble take place. And as we sit here, we also had that fallout from Monday Night Raw. So we had a lot of things going on. Plus, we also had some New Japan beginning stuff that happened over the weekend. And uh, we'll be kind of talking about our schedule and how we'll be kind of, you know, reviewing all this stuff. But, uh, yeah, I mean, we've had a big weekend, guys. I, I don't know about you, but I love TakeOver Philadelphia. I felt like that was a spiritual experience almost for me. The Royal Rumble was great. We just had a fun weekend, didn't we, Sean? Yeah, we just had so much great wrestling uh, to watch. I mean, 
one, perhaps one of the best uh, men's rumbles we've seen in a long time, and the women's rumble lived up to the hype, you know? Yeah, yeah I mean... Mm-hmm. The uh, Both shows are great. Everything New Japan did over the weekend was also really great, too. Can't wait to talk about that on Thursday when we get around to, to doing that, since uh, Sean's been having Sick Kid and, and interweb problems. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's, it's terrific. I'm tired. I'm so tired. I mean, I've watched so much wrestling. I'm, I'm, I'm done for a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> so we just want to really quickly thank Harry Broadhurst yes. <laughs> and his friends, Brandon Visco being Elizabeth Glossy, for covering us for SmackDown and 205 Live. Because if any of the three of us were going to cover those shows, we'd probably be doing it like this. And this happened. I might be we're halfway through for no reason. <laughs> emotionally drained just done yeah so uh but no i mean it's just so much fun this weekend has been great and you know it's not for the fact that you know we don't love watching wrestling trust me this is what we do um but there's only so much you can handle after a while because of all the stuff we've been doing we've been doing all these review shows and and just to give everybody a heads up really quickly here we did uh, the uh takeover philadelphia show uh we did that as well as the royal rumble review uh, so those are two great reviews out there for you guys to go check out. And the way to go check them out is W2Mnet.com, guys, because once you go to that website, you're afforded the opportunity to go check out both those great review shows, plus the great review shows that Brandon Biscoping and Harry Broadhurst brought to you with their immediate reaction after both those big shows. You go check them out, too. Those guys have different voices than ours, and they're a lot of fun to listen to. I really, really enjoy them. And, uh, you know, just bring something new to the table. So we have those great review shows for you to go check out and hey you know if you're not ever just on the interwebs all the time and you go check out w2mnet.com but you're like hey i'm on my phone most of the time i need to go listen to the podcast another way well we're on itunes we're on Podbeam, we're on every freaking thing you can imagine and the best way to go find us is going to wrestling of the max or the w2m network it doesn't matter which one you choose just go choose one hit that subscribe button and once you do you'll get all of our great content and don't forget to also rate and review while you're doing all that and also really quickly here YouTube is very cool for the fact that you get everything there as well. Make sure you hit the subscribe button over there. We're just trying to, you know, get people to do that. We, you know, have some followers that, you know, have been really loyal to us. But, hey, we're trying to get more people over there on the YouTube. So go find us there at the W2M Network. And also, I want to give some uh, big love to our partners in crime, 411mania.com and lastworldprowrestling.com. Both sites have lots of great articles in the world of wrestling and a lot more. So you need to go check them out. Please do that. Uh, but yeah, I mean, what we are, you know, trying to come out of this big weekend, we're excited about some of the big things we got to talk about today. And that is, of course, some of the big news coming out. We've got some quick hits uh, revolving around some of the new additions to WWE, some of the stuff that's going to possibly take place with WWE, some injuries to get into. So there's lots of quick hits. Plus, we are talking Ring of Honor tonight, their TV taping from this week. We've got a full show ahead of you guys and uh, all that entails. So uh, before we get into actually quick hits, I want to mention one thing, guys. It is a, a really fun for the last, you know, weekend and before that to kind of see how WWE has really kind of come out and really started signing all these new people, all these big names. It seems like this roster overall, NXT smackdown even 205 live they are packed to the gills with 
I mean, I, I'm trying to think of a time, maybe since you would consider maybe the attitude. Era, they got so much talent now, guys. It, it, it's just almost sick, Paul. It's uh, it's reaching a very ridiculous portion uh, of of talent that they just keep signing and keep trying to find spots for. And you got to think they're going to run out at some time. And even then, you got to think that a lot of people they have aren't re- necessarily getting a, a fair shake. Um, and for some of them that have left, it, they've managed to find a whole bunch of work in, in other places outside of it. So, you know, I, I you keep thinking that eventually they're they're just going to stop, and and they just they don't they they don't do it, Gary. <laughs> <laughs> It's the truth, though, because, I mean, as we look at it here, I mean, they've got former Impact stars, you know, of course, some people that we really felt like, hey, they're valuable people to Impact. They're headed over here. They've signed on WB. We've got some people from Lucha Underground and, and from the other parts of the indie circuit. Guess what? Signed to WB. Uh, oh, yeah, that's right. Ring of Honor, some of their biggest talent. Oh, signed to WB. It's just amazing how many cherry picking uh, or how much cherry picking, that's the right English, uh, that they've done. And they've really done a great job of it because people are excited about it. But I'm just, it's like being at a candy store, Sean. I mean, you look around the entire brand and it's just full of these great talents. Well, it is called a performance center for a reason. I mean, you can fill that thing up with a ton of different people. <laughs> so, uh, you know, technically that thing is almost limitless. It's just, yeah, you only have so much TV to have them on. And again, I keep going back to this whole, are they just playing around with the idea of we're just going to turn this into a two-hour NXT at some point? And you know, not going to tell anyone or what, because it's just like, like, seriously, you only got so much TV time for everybody. And if you're going to have all these people on NXT, I mean, they do call up people. It seems like after every big four show now, so maybe that's what they're going on. And we're close to WrestleMania and, you know, they always do call ups after that too. So maybe they're just getting ready for that as well. Just, yeah, I mean, it's crazy how they keep signing people, and it seems like there's no letdown with that. Yeah, it's the truth, and I just can't wait to see all the talent we just saw over the weekend. That you know, War Machine, EC3, Ricochet, they're going to be doing big things at NXT, and then of course now with you know some of the other big signings that we got coming our way heading into WrestleMania. This is just looking to be just a full roster of just amazing talent so well we're getting into some of that so uh, before you know uh we delay any longer let's go ahead and jump into some of these quick hits and get into talking about one of the biggest signings recently made by wb it's time for wrestling news quick hits let's do it gary all right, well, let's start out by talking Ronda Rousey. That's right. If you watch the Royal Rumble, that was the cap of the entire show, was to see Ronda Rousey and to have that be the biggest breaking news over ESPN, CBS Sports, every single different media outlet you can find. Uh, and they made a big deal about it. And WB you know, kept it under wraps, you know, kind of really trying to keep the rumor mill very low-key. Well, guess what? We found out that Ronda Rousey is signed on now with WB full-time, and she's signed a multi-year deal. This is something that a lot of people were not expecting. Most people were expecting 
expecting a very part-time deal, expected very minimal dates, but Ronda Rousey is ready to come in and do this thing for real and to be a part of this full-time. That is something that I think is really exciting for the fact that we're going to get a chance to see her on a weekly basis. And uh, some you know big moments will probably be coming our way with Ronda Rousey. But, I mean, Paul, I mean, this is, to me, big news. And it's, this is huge for WWE. This is something that they, I mean, I'm sure couldn't wait to reveal. Yeah, I, I think that is... It's not necessarily about what's going to happen in the ring for it. It's right now at this moment is about the name value and sort of all the outside interest that this name is going to attract to the company. Uh, the, ever since this has been announced, there's been so many news reports and rumor mills stuff like that saying that this signing is, is becoming a big part of how they're sort of pitching uh, new television deals is that she's going to draw eyes. She's going to draw numbers for them. She's going to do all this great stuff for their programming. And and that's really cool, right? I, I don't know um, really if ever there was such a huge signing outside of the usual wrestling realms um, from, from one entertainment venue to another of, of this caliber really doing this. And that's, that's really cool that WWE is still finding ways to, to continually change all of this, uh, you know, basically, I think what what can necessarily float, and, and it's certainly MMA or, or boxing, or you know, I don't know if boxing ever really got to what MMA is right now. Maybe, maybe bigger, who knows? But um, I, you know, MMA is such a big deal right now, and certainly newsworthy across so many different ways, and and that's it's just really cool that all this is happening for him. Yeah, I mean, this is just. Uh... I think better than anybody would have expected. It's incredible that she signed on for full time. It shows that she's dedicated to doing this, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, that's the important thing. She's not here just to collect a check, do this thing on the side, and go do a bunch of movies when they don't have something for her to do. She seems like she really wants to learn this. Uh, She wants to get really good at it. Uh, I think with her friends being around, you know, and Shayna Baszler, and I think, you know, I'm sure they there's interest uh, from other MMA women perhaps as well, or it could bring in more MMA women to want to do it. And perhaps it grows the women's division to where now with Ronda there and you bring in more people that perhaps there's, it's not just, okay, well, I'm going to win all the titles and then uh, there's nothing for me to do. And perhaps there's, it brings more merit to really investing into the women's storylines even more. And, and this really helps them grow that it gives them a marketable star. Their TV deals about to come up. I mean, talk about being able to tell people that every single week you can have Ronda Rousey on TV. I mean, that's, that's pretty cool to be able to say, and that, you know, that she's going to help you with your live events and everything else. Uh, I think that's a feather in the cap for WWE for so many reasons. So why not? Mm-hmm. That's very, very true. Yeah, yeah. I, I was just going to add, too, it's been really cool to see Ronda's sort of reaction to all it. Like, she got, like, media blitzed, essentially, after Royal Rumble went off the air. And, like, snippets of all these different interviews that she's done have started cropping up. And, and her energy is, is kind of infectious for just how excited and almost how surreal it is for her to, to be here. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's a downside to this too, right? I think uh, 
we saw various women. Of course, Naya is very outspoken on social media, so no surprise for her. But Naya, Nikki, and a few of the other women were not happy at all about Ronda kind of coming in where she did in the pay-per-view and kind of stealing the thunder of the the Royal Rumble itself. And then, of course, WWE's media did not help at all uh, with, like, the attention was all about her, and rightfully so, right? But also kind of short-circuiting the fact that, okay, you just had this historic women's rumble and you're barely talking about it. Right. Okay, so my argument on that is I get it. Yes, she took away from that because all the focus is on her, and I understand the point. But I think also she helped get the eyes on the Rumble. She talks about the Women's Royal Rumble, even though she wasn't in it. And so that draws eyes to that specifically that may not have ever even thought about looking at it or even paying attention to it, right? I mean, let's think about the fact that there are lots of MMA fans out there who are following this story because it's Ronda Rousey. Don't even care about pro wrestling, aren't really interested. But they find out that there is a women's Royal Rumble. They're like, oh, I've only heard of men's Royal Rumbles. And maybe they even go try to watch it. Who knows? But I, I think that, yes, she does kind of stand tall and maybe Oscar's not the center of attention like she probably should be. Um, but I think that eventually that's a good thing uh, for the fact that we have people paying attention that would not paying attention at all if it wasn't for Ronda Rousey's name. So, but I get it. I mean, uh, if I was in their situation. I mean, you do have a point there because the network is available on demand. All you have to do is pay your nine ninety nine, and you can go and watch it. I mean, yeah, you can go probably find the Women's Rumble other ways without having to pay your nine ninety nine either. But, I mean, you can't – it does encourage people to go back and say if you did subscribe because of Ronda, you can go back and watch it. And then you can see all the women that did wrestle in the Rumble and and witness that and everything else and see the division that she's going to be walking into eventually. So, you know, mm-hmm. it, it does help in that way. Mm-hmm. I'll say it this way. You know, this is just my personal view on this and also just from – personal experience too but you know my uh, sister grew up in a household with me and you know i started watching pro wrestling wcw and then got into the attitude area on wwf television and all that stuff and uh she paid attention to a little bit of it because she was around her brother right and she watched a few of the talents out there you know she became a huge chris benoit fan uh and uh there's a lot of other people out there that she kind of paid attention to but now as an adult doesn't watch pro wrestling, doesn't have any, you know, really reason to. Her husband likes MMA. She watches a little MMA. They have, you know, fight nights where they'll sit down and pay for a pay-per-view. And many, many times I got the text messages about Ronda Rousey. And then the night that I had uh, the great opportunity of telling her about WrestleMania and Ronda Rousey being on with The Rock, one of her other favorites, uh, she was over the moon. She was excited because of those two names. And then now with this Ronda Rousey thing, it would not surprise me, and I haven't done this yet, but to get her interested and to see if she would pay more attention to what's going on and back in wrestling, which she kind of grew up watching, right? And I, I think you're going to have a lot of those former fans coming and checking out the product that they left behind, that they kind of eased their way away from because the Attitude Era was over. So I really wonder... If this is going to bring back a little bit more of resurgence from maybe the old fans, I don't know if it's the case, but I could see where it could help. 
I, I don't think you can ever really underestimate crossover appeal. I mean, it, it's helped uh, wrestlers find their way in Hollywood, Hulk Hogan, The Rock, uh, several others. Um, I, I don't see why it couldn't be the same here, especially with MMA and wrestling, I think, already being so easy to just sort of cross over into. I mean, sure, there are major differences, but it, at the end of the day, you're still getting invested in people leading up to a fight uh, at the very base of everything. So, um, yeah, I mean, sure, wrestling brings a whole lot of other ridiculous stuff with it, but that's the end of the day is they're trying to get you to watch predetermined fights. It's, it's, I think it's easy enough to get people interested in this. It's just how WWE and this day and age with how they write stuff and how they present things I, I, I really worry that Ronda Rousey is eventually, like, three months on, four months on, half a year into this, right? How, how quickly is she just going to turn into another person on the roster? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it's definitely a big fear. Mm-hmm. They've managed to keep Brock relatively fresh. Uh, I think it all depends on her, right, too, because... There's going to be that period where she actually has to get good at being a wrestler and she has to get good at having a character. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't I mean, I don't know if she has to have a gimmick right away because she's Rhonda and she can live off of that for a long time. But at some point, you know, she's, she's going to have to be cutting promos and that kind of thing. And, uh, you know, she's going to have to not smile every time that she's doing something because that kind of takes away from it at some point to things that she's going to have to get down. So I think for that first six months or so, there'll be that learning period. And then after that, I I think it's on WWE to make sure that you keep her fresh. Maybe you don't have her around all the time, every show, whatever, wrestling somebody every week because – it's good. It, it is. Anybody that does that eventually becomes just another person on the roster. And you do have to, at some point, say, okay, this is going to be an event when she's on, if she earns that right, and that's the way you're going to see her. I just, I think you have to. It's just, I don't think you can afford for her to become another person on the roster unless she just completely blows up, like becomes the women's version of you know some of the the wrestlers that you know women even like the women's version of like rusev or something where just getting the crowd to chant for her during her entire match makes you want to pay attention i think that becomes an event in itself and then having your own every week maybe isn't that big a deal because you're you're drawn in and you, and you want to watch mm-hmm yeah, I mean, you bring up some good points there, Sean. And I also look at the fact that, you know, fan perspective is going to matter a lot in this. And I think also, with, you know, some of your really serious wrestling fans who, you know, you consider smarky and all that, they're going to care if she, you know, fails or, you know, has issues in the ring, you know, shows too much being green and all those kind of things. Because they're going to want you know her to do a lot of these different things that most of the other talent does. And she's not going to be able to do that at first. There's a lot of growing she's going to have to have and a lot of development. And uh, so I, I really want to see how that progresses. I think it's also going to be very interesting how 
she progresses in her personal life doing this because this is nothing to to really laugh at. When you have a full-time schedule, and especially if they have you on the road as much as these guys and gals are, is she going to get burned out? Is, are we going to have a burnout problem? Because we saw Brock have a serious burnout problem. Does she love this enough? I think she's going to find out how much of a wrestling uh, fan in her is going to stand out because this is going to be a serious road schedule if she's full-time. I'm curious as to what full-time is for her, too, because for a while, right, I imagine it's going to be twos and fews as far as appearances goes because she has to train and she has a lot to learn still as far as just basic stuff, I think, before you let, really like let her go in a ring. So um, I, I it's... It's a lot of a lot of stuff and ifs and and just junk to keep your eye on for for a while. I think just how exactly they're gonna try to pull this off to where they can get her onto TV as quickly as possible without her accidentally hurting somebody or or accidentally hurting herself. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and is she gonna run these? I mean, granted, it, that's the thing too. Is like you can use her to run the Florida circuit in NXT. So, like, do they have her do a stint in NXT for a little bit just to get her on TV and and do all that? And then she shows up in the main roster when they think she's ready. I mean, she could do both. It's not like we haven't seen people do that before. Uh, or just at least run the Florida circuit where you're not on TV and you can help sell those. Like, you could sell those out because she's there, you know. So uh, it's it's up to them. What, how they want to do it, but yeah, it, there's ways that they can get around that. I just think that she won't do every single show at at some point because you're just you're just gonna get not just burnout, but it's just also at some points it's gonna like wear out her welcome as far as people just saying, okay, well she's just another person and. I think she's different than Brock, though, because I feel like with Brock, I don't know that he ever had that same passion like she does. He's always been, I'm here to get a paycheck. He's That's never wavered for Brock. It's always been that way for him. It's why he's tried so many other things. And they just, you know, so the UFC worked, football didn't. And, uh, you know, if he never had the divert, you know, divert, diverticulitis he might have never come back to wrestling so uh you know i don't think ronda signed a full-time deal for a reason i think she kind of knows what this is about and yeah it's still a shock when you have to go through it right the the daily grind and all that stuff and she might get tired of it but i I think that passion is there that's different than brock's where she may be able to trudge through that because that's kind of part of the deal. Uh-huh. Yeah, it goes back to what I was saying about her being a wrestling fan. Because if you honestly listen to a lot of the interviews from these talents, they all say how much of a huge wrestling fan they were. And it's kept them going. <laughs> you know, and I think that's what it takes. It takes a lot of athleticism. It takes a lot of mental strength. And it also takes being a big fan of what you're doing. Exactly. So. Uh, I, I think the important thing, too, well, I don't know that it's too important or whatever, but I I wonder how something that could affect her, say, more than the burnout of the grind and all that is, does she, like, 
understand her star power and say, especially say like, you know, Shayna winds up being on the main roster with her by her, you know, at some point together, like, does she alienate herself from the rest of the roster of rest of the women's roster? Or does she really try to become friends with them and, and, you know, gel with them and, and make sure that she's accepted as, as one of them. I think that could hurt her more than, say, the Daily Grind or whatever. If she's always perceived as, oh, this is Ronda Rousey, she's going to get all these kinds of benefits and people are going to have it against her, and she accepts that and just kind of alienates herself, I think that could make her get out quicker if she decides that, okay, I'm really going to ingratiate myself to all these women that have been here. I'm going to ask the questions. I'm going to try to be friends i'm gonna try to you know go out with them all that kind of stuff and you know gets long lasting something out of being in the locker room i think that could wind up keeping her there more than you know it's do you want did you act like brock when you're not in the ring or do you act like a lot of the wrestlers do and uh y'all are you know friends outside of it yeah it's true. And, you know, there's a lot to that as well. I think it's going to be uh, interesting to see how this all shakes out. I, I think Ronda Rousey is going to have a special journey here to see the interactions between her, the fans, uh, the current talent that are there on that Met roster, and just how everything that circles this big story all transpires over time. It's going to be a lot of fun to see. I think a lot of people are looking forward to it. You know, once again, this is a developmental situation so we will not be seeing probably a lot of ronda besides you know little teases here and there until we do get to that wrestlemania and uh then i think after that i think all the bets are off probably we'll probably see more and more so but yeah uh, this is really cool this is a great story um uh, you know it's everywhere so we wanted to make sure we kind of spend some time on this and really kind of delved into it. We'll be getting more and more as weeks go by about Ronda Rousey, but you know, yeah. this is really cool. I think uh, uh, I think we tiptoed around the big question, guys. When go does ahead. Ronda Rousey show up on Total Divas? Oh God, <laughs> that's the big question. <laughs> the next season that they can get her there, she will be on it. Oh, that may be a terrible idea for them. Oh. <laughs> I just ugh. let's let's not make people think that she's boring. Let's just let them think that she's amazing and she kills people on the weekend. Okay, <laughs> so oh, this is just yeah. Anyway, now that I'm disappointed, <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about something I wasn't disappointed in, and uh, this is something that me and Paul did not really break down or really talk about at all when we did our Monday Night Raw review this uh, week, but uh, Jonathan Coachman is back. He has returned, and this past Monday night, he has uh, joined that commentary booth, and he has uh, replaced Booker T, along with uh, you know being alongside Corey Graves and Michael Cole now. Paul, what did you think about his uh, first performance back? Oh, man. You know, Coach, uh, I actually enjoyed most of his work the first time around. Um, you know, it took him a while to grow into the role, I think, as it would for anybody. And he, he he wasn't a great lead, but I think when he had somebody awesome to play off of, uh, it really worked. And I, and I kind of felt like that was what was happening on Raw tonight. Was It was they were trying to find their chemistry. Um 
at times it kind of felt like coach was on the side, just sort of looking to to, to jump in, uh, just because you know Cole and, and and Graves already have all of that rapport with each other, and adding a whole different person in there. So who announces very differently from Booker T, uh, too? By the way, is it, it's going to take some work, but I I didn't. I thought it was a a nice first night for him back, right? I mean, it's just you're gonna have to wait a while to find that 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 nice give and take. I think between all three guys. Yeah, I noticed he was quiet, you know, throughout periods of that show, and I think that's for purpose reasons because he's got, like you said, he's got to get back in the groove. He's mm-hmm. got to learn his chemistry with Corey Graves and Michael Cole, and uh, it's just it's it's nice to see him back. I mean, I'm glad that he is, you know, back on board with WB. I mean, Sean, I mean, I, I know you followed him a lot. What did you think about it when you heard he's coming back for you know a full time gig? Well, first of all, I I had to cut off my. Uh, thing that i used to get cable until i'm working again uh so i didn't get to watch raw tonight but well he's not he wasn't playing the character the coach character right he was just being coach he's just coach just being mm-hmm. okay coach. so yeah i mean i think uh that's also important too like does he eventually go back to playing that character you know, and that's the, can he, because you also have Corey Graves sort of being the heel announcer guy at times. So, you know, I felt like he kind of got comfortable with that coach character at, uh, at points. And I think he, like when, you know, Michael Cole had his time where he was being the, I think he did that way better than Cole, where Cole was just being overly ridiculous and like it was so annoying uh, to the point of like making you not want to watch. Uh, whereas I thought Coach did that pretty well, but I, like I always liked Coach. Um, obviously, you know I have way fonder memories of him as the guy that the Rock used to make fun of all the time. Uh, so, you know, it, I think it's just going to take time for him to get back to him doing that thing, and I, I think he'll be fine though. And, and even then, we know he's a great host of things. So if he just goes and, and hosts things on the network or or whatever, I mean, I think he'll be fine there too. Just it's good to have him back. Yeah, I agree. And you know, he's a voice from the past, but he's also still fresh for the cause. You know, we did see him on ESPN. He was kind of a big deal over there. You know, for his time period in the ESPN, and uh, I just I think he he just fits right along. It's just it's going to take time just to get him back in the groove. But once he's back in the groove. I think he's going to be an excellent addition because of the fact that he is a face that people know very well. He's a voice that a lot of people, you know, have great memories of. And I think when it comes to the WWE Network, he's going to be a huge asset. I think he is going to bring so much to the table. Corey Graves does a great job on the network, but I think you having Coachman back and doing some other things, it's 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 just great. So I'm really happy about this, and I think it's going to work out well. I really, really do. Uh, let's talk about something else that happened. Uh, we saw this on Monday Night Raw. What a great announcement. The Dudley Boys are the newest addition to WB's Hall of Fame. That's right. They'll be inducted WrestleMania weekend. I, this is well-deserved, Sean. I mean, I, I we watched these guys for years and years and years. It seems like they have tag championships from almost every promotion, maybe excluding Ring of Honor. But every other promotion, it seems like they've got tag title history. This is really cool. Uh, yeah, it is. I mean, it's totally deserved for them. 
you know, ECW were they were the trailblazers there. The that's where all the stuff that we saw in WWE started. I mean, what they did storyline wise with all the other Dudleys involved was was great. Uh, getting to go to all the other promotions and rocking them there, or you know, any anywhere they went, they were they were either hated or loved. Uh, they did great work in in WWE, helped with the Hardys and Edging Christian to bring on that age of tag team wrestling that we all remember. Uh, you know, I love the fact that uh, you you got Bully Ray and Impact that like gave so much length to his career. And unfortunately, Devon never really got that big singles moment, but you know, both those guys deserve it and cool for them. Yeah, I mean these these are uh, it's one of the most legendary tag teams of all time. You know, Legion of Doom, Midnight Express, Dudley Boys. That's that's some pretty gosh darn good company to be in. Um, you know, it's, they popularized so much in the WWE. I think that we take for granted now. But I mean, we wouldn't have TLC without these guys. Uh, I I don't think we would have as many many you know memorable moments throughout the Attitude Era on Raw and and SmackDown if it wasn't for these guys. So. Uh, absolutely well deserved. I mean, put them in every Hall of Fame. I mean, they should be in them. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's hard uh, to argue against that because these guys have done so much. They have accomplished almost everything you could accomplish in the tag team wrestling, div- you know, division. So you, you got to be happy for these guys. I'm really thrilled about it. I can't wait until their speech. I think these guys are going to have a lot of fun with it. They're going to do some great stuff. And I'm really kind of curious to see who's going to induct them. Uh, I got a couple of favorites. I think Paul Heyman is almost a you know, a, a duh because, you know, they were such a big deal in ECW. I think uh, another one that could be fun. I don't know where he's at in life. Maybe he's not in a good situation. I don't know. Maybe he is. Uh, Spike Dudley would be kind of a cool guy to induct him, even Stacey Keebler. Uh, just a couple of names I think would be kind of fun to see. But I don't know. Do you guys have any other names that would be good inductees for these two guys? Uh, I, it'd be cool just to have Edge and Christian and the Hardys like, do it like between all of them. I mean, obviously it could get crowded, but be a nice throwback to at least what made all three teams you know, super popular in the company. Mm-hmm. Yeah, either one of those guys. I could see Paul Heyman doing it as well. Uh, yeah, Spike could come back and induct them. That's uh, another possibility. Uh, Tommy Dreamer could also uh, induct them. There's there's uh, quite a few number of guys that would, would be good for him. Yeah. You know, these things are always kind of interesting. And I don't know, just, to, just a fun food for thought, you know, just kind of. Who could be that, you know, person to induct them? Uh, you know, well, you know, you're talking about WrestleMania and Hall of Fame. Well, there's always rumors on who could be the next inductees. Uh, here's a list of people that could be the next ones. Mark Henry, which is a big favorite right now. Uh, we also have the name of Ivory being mentioned. That'd be a great female to put into the Hall of Fame. Then you also have Bam Bam Bigelow, uh, which is a legend uh, in, in the wrestling business, or if, if, at least, you know, for what he did. And then, of course, you have the celebrity wing thought process going on, which they're looking into maybe Kid Rock. I don't know how excited I am about that one, but uh, yeah, there you go. So those are your rumored possible inductees. Uh, what do you guys think about that? 
Oh, uh, you know, celebrity wing stuff is sort of whatever at this point. If you've basically done anything for the company and you're famous outside of it, you're probably going to get in someday. It's just how it's going to go. I, I love Bam Bam and Mark Henry in here, though. Bam Bam, uh, not only great in the WWE, obviously everybody's going to remember the LT thing, um, but just such a, a consistent presence for them in the uh, very, very late 80s into the early and mid-90s. Um, and somebody who made such a great name outside of the WWE, too. New Japan, uh, WCW, ECW. Dude had just so many great moments. Um, I, I'm a big Bam Bam Bigelow fan, so I really hope that one's true. And, of course, Mark Henry. We all He meant so much to the, to the company throughout different periods of its existence, whether he's Hall of Painting you or Sexual Chocolating you. You know, one of the two. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think uh, Mark Henry, no doubt, for the longevity, for being able to do something many years after the fact and be Hall of Pain Mark Henry and really prove that he deserved to be world champ. And uh, those moments with Sexual Chocolate, I think you're, you know, hilarious people are going to always remember the thing with the uh, hand and Mae Young. Uh, the Bam Bam uh, that Paul hit that on the head totally deserves uh, that one. And, uh, you know, there's better celebrities than Kid Rock. But, again, WWE is just all about getting that name. And he has sang at various events for them. So, I mean, I guess why not? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I quickly forgot to mention Ivory, too, who who is great in this role, too. Not it's Consistently terrific heel for the company. Uh, I think with all the hubbub about Glow, too, she was Tina Ferrari in that company as well. Might be worth it there, too. Yeah, uh, certainly. Uh, I When I saw that, once I saw Jacqueline was going to get in, I was like, well, Ivory obviously should be in as well, you know, for longevity reasons for being there uh she was a wrestler when there wasn't a lot of wrestlers around in the attitude era and it was mm-hmm. bra and panties matches and she wasn't necessarily too keen on those but she did it anyway and uh so it, i mean i thought she was great in right to censor too so mm-hmm. you know just deserves as well yeah, I agree. I know she's one of those ones that you know is a big standout for me. Uh, I think the Attitude Era, you know, had a lot of different women that were involved, but I, I don't think you could really think of one besides Jacqueline that was tougher. Uh, Jacqueline, probably the toughest, but then mm-hmm. Ivory's right there alongside her, and uh, definitely worthy of being a Hall of Fame member. So I sure, sure hope it happens. I think it it's something that's a little bit past due, if you ask me. So. Uh, well, you know, that's the Hall of Fame rumors. We'll, you know, probably get more as time goes on. But uh, let's move on to something else here. This is kind of sad. And, you know, for the fact that she missed a big moment on Sunday, Alicia Fox was pulled out of the Women's Royal Rumble because she was injured. And that injury is she has a broken tailbone, guys. Oh, that sounds painful, oh. Sean. Oh. Good Lord, it is, man. You can't sit right, and it's not really like... That's not one of those things you can just repair. You kind of have to just let it heal. It sucks. So, yeah. Man, like, at the worst time, too. It, it, it Actually, at the worst time, too. She she ended up getting the, the injury while they were practicing uh, for the Rumble match earlier in the day, which is just... That's got to suck so bad. <laughs> 
Yeah. It makes you wonder who took her spot, too. You know, yeah, it exactly. makes me wonder, you know, which of those young ladies got to be a part of it. And, you know, I, if Beth Phoenix was around, and I'm sure Beth Phoenix was supposed to be a part of that deal. But, you know, someone like that, you know, who knows? Maybe she wasn't really thinking about doing it. Then she jumped in. I don't know. I, I, there could be a laundry list. But I think everybody involved in that Women's Royal Rumble really had a spot there. So really second-guessing on who would have lost out on that opportunity. I don't know, but I, I'd feel bad for Alicia Fox. She's had some, you know down moments but i think really this past year she's really kind of made herself relevant and i think her character has really made some strides and i really really feel bad for her i do and this isn't an injury like sean was saying that it's comfortable but not only that it's going to take months to heal so don't be expecting alicia fox around for a while she's going to have to take some time and when it's months that means missing wrestlemania too and that's a really that's a that's a butt kicker right there so uh, well, let's, let's uh, move on and talk about some other things. Uh, let's talk about Bobby Lashley. Now, we've been talking about this for a little while now, ever since the rumors of different people joining up with WWE. Uh, we're still talking about the possibility of Bobby Lashley joining up with WWE, and it looks like it's it's more like a win kind of thing. And the thought is that this is not going to be something we're going to see you know, him before WrestleMania anytime soon. We're looking more into that maybe a Raw after WrestleMania also a guy to be looking to take on Brock Lesnar. So uh, these are some, you know, things that we've kind of talked about in the past, but it, it just seems like the inevitable is coming up here, Paul. Yeah, I, I think it, the most interesting thing here is that he's uh, he's been free to negotiate with whoever. So Impact clearly uh, letting that contract go and just letting him do a bunch of stuff. He's also apparently in negotiations with New Japan to do shows for them too before, uh, I guess, WWE became the clear front runner and all that, but... I mean, him feuding with Brock Lesnar post WrestleMania—that's uh, that's kind of interesting. Like, I, I don't ex- necessarily know how that's going to go, but uh, I mean, as far as Lashley and WWE, he was basically their carbon copy, uh, carbon copy of Brock Lesnar after he left. Yeah, I mean, he was, and he's proven to—he stepped out of that and impact, and it'll be interesting again how WWE decides to take him. Mm-hmm. now and and use him because you know he's he's obviously gotten better as a wrestler he's gotten better in, in everything that he does so you know i think he could really put up a a good match with brock and i think it all depends on how the crowd receives him and everything else and i don't think you have to it, it's kind of like goldberg i mean the dude's big he's obviously going to be able to it's believable as far as him and Brock goes. So just as long as, you know, they put the full force behind lastly and he can go out there and, and do what we know he can, then I think, uh, it'll be great. Yeah. I think it's going to be something that a lot of fans will be maybe, you know, shocked or maybe not because, you know, there are rumors are out there that he's coming, but, I think waiting a while on this, it, it's going to mean more. And I think also there's a lot more things you can plan after WrestleMania to get going and get some momentum leading out you know, of such a big show. So Bobby Lashley, I'm glad that he, he has got the free reign to go and do what he wants to do now. Anthem has allowed him to do that, which is really, really cool. And I'm so glad they changed their policy. So, so glad. Uh, and the other thing is, is now, I mean, look, 
legitimately, you could see at the State of the Union, Donald Trump maybe cut a promo uh, on him or something like that. So, oh uh, let's see uh, if that takes place. Who knows? We, we can, <laughs> you know, depending on when you're listening to this, it may have already happened. So, um, he'll turn the world orange. Well, yeah. Right. <laughs> oh man. Uh, well, you know, let's uh, you know see what happens on with Bobby Lashley. But now let's talk about something that's really really sad, and that's Hiroshi Tanahashi having a knee injury. Ah, that's right. He aggravated his knee on Saturday night, and now he is taken out of the New Beginning Tour for New Japan. I mean, Sean, I mean, this is a guy uh, that's a, a big deal over there, and now that he's going to be taken out of this tournament. Or to her, excuse me. Uh, yeah, I mean, it sucks, especially because, uh, you know, it, it. they can always use him. He's a guy that can, he sells uh, for you. He's a, you know, great talent. He's been there a long time, and it's just... But, you know, the thing is, I think people have gotten used to him missing tours now as he's gotten older. So I don't know that it's like the biggest blow in the world. I, I think what it just sucks not, not having him around. But certainly I think it would have been much worse like years ago than right now. Uh, Yeah, I... They they managed to work this into the Suzuki match. Um, realistically, this guy has a whole host of injuries besides the leg one that that we're aware of. I still don't know if he ever got his bicep repaired from from the partial tear he's gotten there either. So, uh, this guy really does need more than just a tour off. He needs excessive amount of time off, uh, and hopefully he gets it. Hopefully this is the start of them keeping him you know off the road for a while so he can. Get his health in order, because this guy can still probably go at a very high level for some more years uh, if you let him take some time out to, to just go heal up. Yeah, that's the thing with him, right? Is He won't let himself be out. Exactly. <laughs> so he, he wants to keep working. The company kind of needs to be like, hey, take care of yourself mm-hmm. right now, man. Yeah, we we see this with athletes all the time. I mean, uh, they try and try to continue to go. Yes, it's partly because they're competitive, but the other part is, you know, they don't want to miss their opportunity for the next big thing, right, and the next big paycheck. And not saying that Hiroshi Tanahashi is about money. I'm just saying he's got that athletic blood in him, and he wants to continue to, to, to you know, earn his stripes, continue to showcase, you know, what he's all about, and just com- continue to compete and to entertain the fans and. Uh, he has a love for it, and you know the company's got to step in and say, "Look, we're going to watch out for you. Uh, you're watching out for us all the time. Let's watch out for you." So, uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, some other big news coming out of New Japan. This is not sad news. This is great news. Uh, they recently had their big show, uh, you know, sell tickets for it, and so that is, of course, the Strong Style Evolved show. It sold out in 20 minutes. And uh, that's a big deal. But not only that, the huge deal about this, it's a 4,700-seat place to have it, which is the Walter Pyramid. That's a lot of seats, guys. A lot. A lot of seats in under 20 minutes is great news. Uh, It really does make you wonder why they haven't tried for maybe a a bigger arena. Um, But, you know, they seem to want to take all this pretty slow. Uh, and you can't really blame him on that since it is pretty much brand new territory for these guys. So 
Uh, hats off. These guys continue to, to just set new selling records for themselves every time they come to the U.S. Yeah, it's amazing. Like, I mean, I'm sure Jericho being on it helped mm-hmm. and, and everything else, but like, it's 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 incredible to me how they've only done this, you know, a handful of times, and and it I think it shows that how much they're growing and how much they're growing here in the U.S. and uh, I think even without Jericho, they might have been able to do this. Um, so, yeah, you know, I, I just hope this keeps going, and I think it's smart for them, regardless of of how quick they keep doing this, how how quick this keeps happening for them they need to take it slow just because nothing's guaranteed you know the next time you come around it may not be this this hyped but i think it's also because they don't run shows every week it's like once a year twice a year and people know that Mm -hmm. right so they know it's a limited thing you better go because you may not see them again for a while, or especially where it's just a New Japan show. Uh, you know, you might see them, you're going to see them again with a ROH or, or whatever, but, you know, I, th- it's just these are special, and that's that's why at the most. Right. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, uh, continue success, hopefully, for New Japan, because this is a great benchmark. I'm really super, super happy for them on this. Um, but you know, I also, you got to think about the drawing power that they have right now. They're, they're really popular amongst wrestling fans. Not only that, I mean, Nido is bringing in, you know, a lot of people, I mean, the Kitty Omega and Okada, Jericho, those guys are just lucky enough to share the same, you know, card as him, you know? So <laughs> if he can hit, do anything to help those guys along and make their money too. Good job on this. <laughs> uh, sorry, I had to do it. I, I love my Naito. So. I love that uh, Gary just always is ready to pimp for Naito. <laughs> Anytime. Pimping ain't easy, Sean. You don't understand. It's not easy. That's what they say, man. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, but yeah, there you go, guys. This is some uh, some great stuff coming out of New Japan, and really looking forward to the future of what they got coming our way. But now uh, we are done with quick hits, though, guys. Uh, we will have, of course, some more big news. I'm sure this coming up Friday morning. You're not going to want to miss that stuff. But now we are going to move on and talk some Ring of Honor. That's right. We'll do that now. All right, Ring of Honor uh, opens this week, recapping uh, the Bullet Club getting attacked by SoCal Uncensored and then paying off Shane Taylor, who had actually uh, stopped Marty Scroll from running in, but apparently missed Paige somehow. So uh, we'll, I guess, have to wait and see how that pans out, because it seems like that is going to be something. And then we move into uh, Punishment Martinez squashing this poor man named Dobbs. Uh, you have Marty Cat or Marty, wow. Dalton Castle come into the ring afterwards. Uh, Martinez attempts to attack him, but Dalton fends him off and, and basically sends him packing uh, to end the segment. So, um, you know, poor Dobbs. He just he got murdered. He died. Uh, he sure did. Uh, <laughs> but, I mean, anytime you face a guy like Punisher Martinez, you know, much is expected. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know. 
uh, and that's this to die. <laughs> so, uh, you know, pain and then death. Uh, so, but you know, I, I, you know, I'm glad at least Punisher Martinez is getting the TV time. And I'm also glad that, you know, he's looking strong and then he's going to have an opportunity against a guy like Dalton Castle and Dalton comes out and looks as good as ever. Uh, really happy to see him show up here and make his presence known. So I don't, I don't think this is a bad way to start the show, despite the fact that it is a squash match. You know, the addition of Dalton Castle to this equation, I think at least kind of saves the beginning of the show um, from just being kind of ho-hum. So, uh, but then again, it's fun to see punishment kill people. But uh, And uh, the one thing I will mention, you, you just mentioned Shane Taylor and the deal with the, uh, the whole, uh, you know, Addiction, or uh, I'm trying to think of the name. You just said the name of the SoCal Uncensored. SoCal Uncensored. That's so hard for me to remember. Every time I think of SoCal, I think of SoCal Val. So SoCal Uncensored. Not a bad uh, picture to go to, Gary. Yeah, yeah. That's just, uh, <laughs> uh, but it, <laughs> but uh, no, I mean, uh, I, I think Shane Taylor uh, needs to watch out because I, I think he's only earned half of his paycheck. So just to just throw that out there. Maybe they'll address that at a later date. Baby, so uh, we cut to Coast to Coast to get some promo time to hype up their match against War Machine later on. Uh, later on, however, turns out to be after the commercial break. Uh, and it's do or die for these guys. So if they lose, they're going to split. Uh, if they win, obviously, they will keep on a rolling. And this this is pretty darn good. I, I really like seeing this sort of match with Coast to Coast because we've really only seen them ever go out there and have... The, the flippy displays, essentially, right? And this, I thought they got to tell uh, a very different story and a very different kind of style of match, and they did a very good job of that as well. And it's not obviously they're in there with War Machine, who was just phenomenal. And uh, I think the way this worked out, both teams came out of this still looking good because War Machine is just killing these guys, and C2C just won't stay down uh, until basically they get lucky with Ali rolling up uh, Row while you have LSG holding... Um, Hanson to to the middle turnbuckle by holding onto his foot, uh, and they get a surprise three count. Uh, and it was a surprise, if you ask me. I honestly expected these guys to be split up. I really, really did. And maybe that's still to come. Who knows? Uh, but you know, you at least got to be happy for them to beat such a big team like War Machine. Uh, they, uh, I, I guess, kind of like what we talked about on the uh, other show this weekend. It wasn't for the fact that they won, but they survived, mm-hmm. right? And, you know, uh, and Shane Baszler used that on NXT, and I kind of feel like that's kind of the same way with the, these two guys because I think they did a great job. They held their own in this match, but they really did survive because you knew War Machine was starting to really get he things heated up there at the end, and they were about to pounce and get the victory. And so you just got to think Coast to Coast did get a little bit of, uh, you know, luck on their side. But, you know, for good reasons, and I'm glad they're still together. Let's see if that continues on down the line. Yeah. Uh, of course, it should be mentioned here, too, that this is War Machine's last appearance with, with Ring of Honor, so we won't we won't see them anymore going forward after this, as far as I'm aware. So um, okay. hats off to those guys. What, what a run they had here in Ring of Honor. What a run they've had over the last two years, honestly, worldwide. These guys have been incredible. Can't wait to see what they do in NXT, Gary. 
Yeah, me too. Uh, you know, we'll still be getting a chance to cover them because we do NXT reviews every week. But we sure do. You know, it, it, it is a you know gonna be a little sad. I'll be honest with you when we're talking Ring of Honor and New Japan and not talking about those guys and some of the big matchups that they usually get involved in. Uh, but you know, new things, and uh, we'll see what takes place after this. But you know. I think this is a great matchup. If this is the last one we're seeing, Paul, I can't say I was disappointed with this matchup. Yeah, I can't either. Uh, certainly, I think the best thing on this show, too. So, uh, We get some highlights of uh, Brian Malonis aligning with the Beer City Bruiser and Silas Young with their attack on uh, Kenny King and all that. And then Beer City Bruiser talks about uh, how he sort of figured out that Brian should be his tag team partner based on this huge match or this huge fight they had about six months ago. Uh, and ever since then, he sort of just had this inkling in the back of his mind that this is the dude who he's going to win those tag team titles with Gary. So it, I don't know if this is necessarily great work, but it's interesting to sort of see where the, the whole idea for this came around for these two guys. Yeah, I, I think so, too, and it's kind of nice to see that they have some history to talk about, right? Mm-hmm. It wasn't just like, hey, you were the biggest mofo in the locker room, so I picked you. <laughs> it, it was for the fact that these two guys have went to battle, and uh, I think that you know it, it brings some relevance to the story, and not only that, you know, we got Silas Young doing his own thing at the moment. It, it just makes all sense in the world, so I'm excited about that tag team. That tag team is going to be so much fun to watch. I really hope it works out for them, especially with War Machine gone. Uh, ROH could use another resident big man tag team. Uh, hopefully these guys can fit the bill. Mm-hmm. Uh, we then get this uh, Bully Ray promo here, which is, I'm assuming, his official, official, official retirement speech since he made about 12 of them over the last three months. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he comes out, says that final battle was indeed his last match. Uh, and felt it was only right uh, to leave not only a pair of boots behind in New York, but to leave a pair here in Philadelphia where he was uh, born into being a pro wrestler um, and then thanks everybody and all this stuff. And then here comes Jay Lethal leading the entire locker room and basically it does the big thank you for the entire company and for all the wrestlers because apparently Bully Ray... Uh, really just sort of opened himself up to being uh, a mentor for for everybody in the locker room and and really helped put the company first. Um, And Jay calls him a legend and gives him this uh, huge, huge hug to sort of end the segment. This this is a nice feel-good moment. I I really enjoyed this. And and for somebody who uh, we now know is going into WWE's Hall of Fame, but somebody who really, I think, did as much as he could for the company during his stay there, as an active competitor, um, hats off to Bully Ray. Just, just a yeah. fine career. Exactly. And, you know, uh, this was very much a hallmark moment. You know, mm-hmm. you, you sat there and, 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 you know, you wanted to shed a tear, even though we've already shed the tears because we've already seen this like 12 times, like you mentioned, Paul. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah. Uh, this grand, uh, although I will say this. If they could make this a tour, like a farewell tour, and have him, you know, give up random things as he goes to town to town, <laughs> you know, he, he left his boots in Philadelphia, you know, he leaves his elbow pads in Chicago. Heck, maybe by the time he gets over to, you know, uh, the next town, maybe Utah or somewhere, he'd leave his underwear. So, but, <laughs> you know, it, it, it'd be a fun little tour. But uh, yeah, in all seriousness, guy deserves all the accolades and really happy for him. 
Oh man, I'm just saying if this was a sillier promotion like two years from now, all those pieces would be brought back together and some crazy new wrestler would be brought to form from it. <laughs> <laughs> could you see that? I could. I, awesome. I could. I uh I would book that, honestly. Uh, so <laughs> Cara, book it. Yeah, it's true. Uh we then get this uh nice video package that recaps the women of honor title tournament announcement from Final Battle. And then we, we finally get a official list of participants, or at least some of them, uh, even though we've heard of quite a few of these names already just across news briefs on the internet, it was nice to finally get acknowledged on screen for Ring of Honor. So, of course, you have Deanna Perrazzo, Kelly Klein, Karen Q, Jenny Rose, Mandy Leone, Sumi Sakai, Brandy Rose, Jesse Brooks, all from the Ring of Honor side. And then, of course, you have the uh, four people coming from Stardom, which, of course, is uh, HCK, which is at, you know, her full name is in there somewhere. I just forget it at the current moment. Uh, Hana Kimura, Kajetsu, and Mayu Iwatani, which I think is the big grab here. Tournament starts in two weeks on Ring of Honor TV, Gary. I'm really, really excited for this. I can't wait. I hope these girls really go out there with the sort of a chip on their shoulder and sort of ready to prove that they're going to deserve all the spotlight they're about to get. Uh, yeah, this is something I've been asking for. Right. I mean, I've been, you know, begging for them to actually put this on Ring of Honor television and they finally are listening. So I think this is a great deal. I think they did a good job announcing all these names because let's be honest, we need to kind of know who's involved. And um, they don't usually give them a lot of attention. This is a, a, a good amount of attention. Uh, they went through the you know different names here, which was really cool. The only thing I think they the, you know, the announcement missed was, you know, announcing all these stars and then saying at the end. Brandy Rhodes, wife of Cody, because he made us. So. <laughs> Just saying, you know, uh, he he made. And I'm sure, you know, he had a lot of influence on her being an attorney. So, yeah, uh, maybe so. I mean, she she's done a lot of independent bookings when she was with Impact too. So, I mean, she she's been proven to draw before. So I I don't know. It's 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 an interesting situation. That's twelve. Uh, names there, obviously, too. So we got four unannounced going into the tournament whenever that starts as well. So uh, We cut back ringside. You got Matt Taven on commentary um, with the kingdom sort of flanking him. And uh, it's main event time. SoCal Uncensored, which, of course, is the addiction in Scorpio Sky, taking on the Bullet Club contingent of Cody, Hangman Page, and Marty Scroll. And now you know why Taven is out here since that whole promo with Cody. Uh, last week has seemingly jump-started a feud between the two. I think this is your usual sort of six-man action you start coming to expect from Ring of Honor in these days. Uh, lots of fast-paced stuff, lots of chaos, lots of fun. I, I really enjoyed Hangman Page's portions of this match. I think you can really see how far he's come along. Not only just working Japan, but I think working so much with the Young Bucks... Um, you could really see all that work coming off and and what he's doing now. He's so crisp. Uh, and he, I mean, I I go and say all that, and then he flubs a, a top rope moonsault and over jumps and crashes his shins into the guardrails, which just looks absolutely painful. Oh. <laughs> his screams were so loud, it deafened the crowd, too. So, <laughs> uh, uh, You know, it's also funny. I believe that's the spot where you have uh, – the mention of, um, oh my God, now I'm thinking, I think of his name. Blowing out his knee. Yeah, Taven. that's Taven. So yeah. He blew out his knee on that exact spot. And you got to think to right Orion's like, I've been there too, bro. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, I like it. You know, he mentions it, then you see the spot, then you're like, oh, good God, he did it too. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so, 
Uh, but you know, I, you know, you're right. This is kind of a mash of her becoming accustomed to seeing on a normal basis on Ring of Honor television, and I, I think the guys definitely worked hard. They put their stuff in, but I, I can't sit here and say this is the best one I've ever seen. I think that it, it it did its job right, and of course you get the victory by the uh, you know SoCal. But I just for me, um, just nothing to write home about when it comes to overall match. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's it's your sort of standard fare, but it, I, I don't want to take away from the fact that it's still pretty good here, and, and Paige also takes the fall, uh, so it sets SoCal Uncensored up to challenge for the six-man titles down the road, I think, there, too. Also want to give a shout-out to Colt Cabana for actually mentioning SoCal Uncensored, the website online, as being the um, sort of inspiration for the name here. Um, I really dig that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Colt's always good at adding those little things, and he's a lot of fun to listen to. So that's a, he, he's a big, uh, you know, addition to that Ring of Honor commentary, and um, really happy he's there. We can we get out. Yeah, completely agree with you. Well, that's Ring of Honor for the week. It's a fine show. Uh, honestly, God, War Machine versus C two C is worth your time. So, uh, Fight TV guys, go check it out. Yeah, for sure. And, uh, of course, you know, uh, we'll be doing more Ring of Honor talk next week. Uh, but until then, uh, we are going to head out of this show. We've had a lot of fun tonight, lots of great con- uh, content, of course, with all the big quick hits. And, uh, you know, of course, this fun Ring of Honor show to watch. Uh, make sure you come check us out on everything else we do. You know, we do a lot of other big shows. We do a lot of review shows. They're all on one place w2mnet.com that's right you go there you can find everything that we have to offer you can also find all the other great wrestling shows that the w2m network has to offer on that website and hey you know maybe you're on your device and you don't go to the site as much but you do still listen to us wherever you are maybe itunes maybe you're over on podbeam heck you're on podcast addict or spreaker.com just go do us a favor hit that subscribe button rate and review over at Wrestling to the Max or the W2M Network, whatever one you choose. Just do that now, and don't forget to rate and review. And make sure you also go to YouTube and do the same. When you go subscribe to YouTube, you'll get all of our great content there, and uh, we want to make sure that we get that you know kind of pimped out too because the W2M Network is having a lot of great success over there on YouTube. We want you to guys to be able to be part of that fun. Uh, also, you know, we want to make sure we uh, hit up Partners in Crime up, too, from WomanMania.com and last word on ProWrestling.com. Both are great sites. They also have some wonderful wrestling content, lots of great articles, and, of course, show recaps and things like that. So go to both those sites as well when you're checking out WTimNet.com. Go check them out and uh, give them some support because they support us. So... Well, uh, we are done with the show. Uh, we'll get Sean uh, back on here, and we'll let you know that you know don't miss out on SmackDown Live. Uh, don't miss out on 205 Live reviews. Paul and I did a Raw review, and also we'll be doing the NXT TakeOver uh, Fallout show, which will be NXT's show coming out of that. Of course, that was the, technically the pre-show to TakeOver Philadelphia, so come listen to us. Uh, that, of course, will be available Friday morning as well. Lots of great stuff. But, yeah, we are out of here. Uh, we thank you so much for joining us once again on Wrestling to the Max until we join you again. If you're not living life to the max. Not living life at all. You know it.
The previous podcast is a W2Mnet.com original podcast. For more great content like this, go to W2Mnet.com for the worlds of wrestling, video games, entertainment, and sports. This is New York firefighter Raphael Poirier for Firehouse Subs. Every day, a part of every sub you buy at Firehouse Subs helps provide life-saving equipment for first responders. And now, for a limited time, they're introducing the Daily Sub Special. Every day, get a medium sub of the day for just $5.55. They kick it off with Meatball Monday and finish it off with Italian Sunday with something delicious every day in between for just $5.55. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Tap the banner now to learn more. 